This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. If this is your first Geekscape, strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. We're talking all about Marvel's The Marvels. It uh, came out in theaters this past weekend. It's a continuation of three distinct Marvel storylines. Are you able to keep track of everything in the in the Marvel Universe, Geekscapists? This is a continuation of Captain Marvel's story. We last saw her, I think, somewhere in like Endgame. Uh, this is Miss Marvel's story. Uh, we saw her in our Disney Plus show. And this is Mo- uh, Monica Rambeau's story. We last saw her in... I think a few places, but definitely in WandaVision. Now we've got three female Marvel characters all together. They are the Marvels, and this is the Geekscape, the Marvels special. So if you've not seen the Marvels, well, I hate to tell you, Ian Kerner and I are going to really, really ruin it for you. So if you have not seen this past weekend's The Marvels, and box office pundits will say, and nobody did. But listen, a lot of people did. Um, if you haven't seen it, we're going to spoil it. That being said, you may not even know what I think of it. But if you're a Marvel fan, I think it was definitely worth watching. Um, if you've got kids, I definitely think it was worth watching. If you just love female-fronted movies, I think it was worth watching. And if you like having fun, I think it was worth watching. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about it. If you haven't, if you want to maybe listen to something else on Geekscape, go back in the feed. We talked Loki season two. We've got some interviews. I really like the Matt Lillard one recently. Um, there's a lot of good stuff on the Geekscape feed, but this one right here, you're here because you want to hear us talk about the Marvels. And that is what Ian and I are going to do. So let's get this thing started. Welcome to Geekscape and let's go. Geekscape us. Here we are talking all about Marvels, the Marvels that hit theaters this past weekend. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, uh, maybe you are watching this as the second part of our Geekscape two in one 
where we talked about the end of Loki season two. Hey, I don't make the release schedules. I just talk about this stuff with my good friend Ian in his encyclopedic comic book knowledge. I don't make the release schedules though, but this happened to have the end of Loki season two and the Marvels in one weekend. So we talked about them at once and created the Geekscape two in one. Um, and so um, that's just the way it worked out. But this episode right here that you're listening to, maybe you're listening to it on the Geekscape feed. We are talking all about the Marvels. It came out this past weekend. It's got Brie Larson. Uh, it's got her Captain Marvel character back. And it's got Nick Fury back. It's got a cosmic um, backdrop. And uh, audiences either turned out for it or didn't. But we are definitely going to spoil it. Uh, and with that, let me bring in Ian, who's one of the Geekscapes. <laughs> Maybe I should start a team with you and Matt Kelly and Derek and call it the Geekscapes. The Scapes? Scapers. Scapers? Scapers? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Uh, so, Ian, the Marvels came out. Was this a movie that you were necessarily looking forward to? I mean, it, it, at this point, we're using movies to thread together three narratives Two of them started on Disney Plus shows, one of them coming straight out of a blockbuster uh, film that made over a billion dollars. And this is relatively the sequel to it. A lot of people attributed this, the Marvels as a sequel to Captain Marvel. I don't necessarily think of it that way. I think of it as like in the comics, this would be. Well, that's why, that's why, they, that's why they changed the name, right? Right. No, I, I actually tell me the story. I, I'm not familiar with what you're about. Well, to say. it was originally supposed to be Captain Marvel two, and they changed it to the Marvels, acknowledging sure, that it's sure. more than just Captain Marvel two. Um, I don't think this is a sequel. A good idea I mean, this is. I don't, know. I don't know. Commercially, is it a good idea to change the name of a sequel to a billion dollar movie? I don't know, but I don't really think of this as a sequel because we've seen the character story continue. I mean that that one kind of is a prequel to some of the Avengers stuff. It takes place long before the about 10 20 years before the Avengers stuff and this is a continuation of her modern day story. Wait, wait, Guardians 3 is Guardians 3, but you need to have seen um Infinity War and Endgame before it. Right. Right. So listen, they they called it what they called it. It easily could have been called Captain Marvel 2. It overall it's Captain Marvel's moving Captain Marvel's story and you know that character we'll get into, but that character has um, a um, an arc, right? And then actually, what I think was a very important arc, um, mm-hmm. we get the explanation for why she never came back, you know, mm-hmm. after the end of the first one. Um, it's tricky. Um, I do want to say um, that we we have you and I have a tradition of not really discussing what we thought of. Movies before we yeah. do these specials. I think the mm-hmm. last special we did so long ago was um, the one on Loki season two. Um, <laughs> we, we, we <laughs> 20 minutes ago? Good, yeah, yeah. You did have a pretty good idea of you know my feeling about it, but I haven't said anything to you about what I thought of this. Of the Marvels? I yeah. don't know at all what you think of the Marvels. We were supposed to go together, but scheduling like got in the way. And uh, I think yeah. you know exactly of some elements of the Marvels because I couldn't keep it a secret. And Geekscape, I want to reiterate right now, this is your last chance if you're listening to this to avoid spoilers because there's major spoilers for the future of the MCU. And I wasn't ready for it. We'll discuss it later, but I wasn't ready for it to the point where I yelled out loud in the fucking theater and grabbed Justin to my right and Heidi to my left 
and pretty much yelled out, holy shit, when this happened on screen. And if you avoided the, the Marvels because you're like, I'm not into it anymore. Bring on some of the other MCU and this and that. Like, Well, you get it in this movie, but you had to go and put your butt in the theater and watch this female fronted film. Sorry. You should have been interested in these characters anyway, because I think all three of them are pretty interesting characters. And I think all three actresses did a pretty good job of this film. That being well, said, was it without hurdles? No, there are hurdles all over this movie. What did you think of it, Ian? Um, I was entertained, but I have some really big issues. I think and, you and I agree as well. Yeah, I think we're going to agree on this yeah. one. Um, I have to say, you know, so many people going on about, about Iman Vellani, who she's great. But Tiana Paris, my God, she's fantastic. Yeah, I love her. Monica Rambeau actress in this movie. She's so good. She's so charismatic. I mean, of, of she's the character. I come out of that movie for not just the reasons you were citing. That's the story I care most about coming out of that movie. That's what I want to see next. You know, yeah, because I want her story yeah. and obviously the other stuff going on there. Well, Ian, I think that one of the the, the the biggest issue I have with this movie in a big way is a lot of people went on about how this is the shortest Marvel movie. This is a movie that is an hour and a half or 85 minutes. And, or and, and, minutes that, and I think that hurt it. I think it's, it I hurt it. Was, it wasn't lot. an hour and 40. I think it's an hour. Whatever and 40. it is in, it is the shortest MCU movie. It is a movie that I wanted more of, especially on the front end. You can really feel the studio's edits on this movie. In I, I felt to this movie. Th- they get together and I'm like, yes, I'm looking forward to them getting together, but I'm like, really? Like, like it's like nothing Slapped. happened. Slapped. Uh, for the first 20 minutes of this film, I'm kind of waiting for the characters' stories to start. And I'm not talking about plot. Yeah. Like, there is a lot of plot. And if you Geekscape has watched... Uh, Miss Marvel, you know about the mega bands and you know this stuff, and it does start with uh, a Cree group like digging. They find the other one. The, okay, they find the other one, and that's great. But you're immediately thrown into think. I hope you watched Captain Mar or uh, Miss Marvel because you're immediately thrown into this body swapping stuff with Captain Marvel and Monica Rambo. And it doesn't let up for 15, 20 minutes. It includes an action sequence. And at no point do you get a pause long enough to get who these characters are and what they want. And it's really not until the evacuation of a group of scrolls about 20 minutes into the movie that these characters have a shared purpose or any of them start to have a little bit of a character motivation. Till then, you're playing a lot of catch up in 20 minutes. And it's fun. It's a really cool action sequence. But without character behind it, I was kind of like, y'all are really starting the movie. You don't even have an opening credit card. That the the marbles, there's no card on that until the end of the movie. But I really feel like the movie needed an opening for the for the mm. three main characters that were with them, and then the fun stuff can can begin. And when the fun stuff begins, and you actually catch up, and I do think it's the scroll evacuation scene. When that stuff starts, I think this movie is a lot of fun. There's a lot to enjoy. It's not without its frustrations on some of the edit, but in the aggressiveness of the edit. Um, but we'll get into that as well. I think the first 20 minutes of this movie, yeah. though, don't, don't put it on a very good... It doesn't set it up for success. And there's a lot of things that I suspect they cut because they want to make it this trim movie that I'm, I'm scratching my head going, like, I don't get it. I don't understand mm-hmm. what happened here. You know, there's things... I want to see a fleshed out version of this movie. 
Yeah. 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 Because I, I was really bothered. Um, in particular, listen, I know people that, you know, whatever their issues are, it doesn't matter that people, they hate Miss Marvel. They hated the Miss Marvel show. I'm not one of them. I love no. the Miss Marvel show. You can go, you can go back and, and watch that episode th- that we did before. I thought episode six was weak. But the first five episodes, my wife and I were like, I would watch a show about this family, take the superpowers out of it and all that. And it was interesting and it was fun and it was well done. And in this movie, I felt like they were like squeezed in. Like it was like, all right, it's supposed to be comedic relief, but it all feels very, I mean, fish out of water, but not in a good way. It just felt awkward. Even the comedic stuff with Kamala and her reacting to the flirt and all that was really funny in the trailers. And in the movie, I was like, "Eh, whatever. It almost like, it, it, in a, in a Thor, it just felt like it, it almost in like a Thor four way undercut some of the severity of what's going on here. And it didn't, absolutely there, there's a Ian, there's a sequence where Kamala, especially, and I, and I had problems with how they treated Kamala's character because there are a lot of opportunities for growth on her character and they sidestepped them. Some of it in the edit that that frustrated me. But there's an entire water planet Geekscapist where we learn that, and it's fun, that Captain Marvel is actually a princess of this world. They can only speak in song. I feel like the musical number is not shot or cut well or choreographed well, at least as far uh, well, as the set it goes. Well, 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 that being well, said, call, the entire John, John, one, one, one planet, second. Wait, wait, one second. We what? have to call out. They did a musical number specifically to shoehorn the Bollywood thing of Ms. Marvel and singing and all that. Like, it's just, it's so Bollywood. So because it's a Ms. Marvel movie, they felt they needed to do it and create it. And like, I just didn't buy it. I was like, seriously? For whatever whatever reasons they wanted to do it. And I think, and I was going to go along with it. I was like, oh, this is a really fun idea. This will be fun. And, and, And Captain Marvel... To this point, a lot of the criticism of Captain Marvel is like how stern she is and emotionless she is, and yeah, how dare she be emotionless or how in, in stern and powerful. Yeah. I think it was a fun, fun in you know view of her of her of her vulnerability and the fact that she's kind of embarrassed by the fact that she entered this situation where she's married to this ah. prince and and now she's kind of embarrassed. And now they're now they're singing. Now it's really silly. I feel like the scope of that sequence wasn't what it could have been. And I think it really could have gone all out Disney and been really something that we haven't seen in the MCU, but Disney's yeah. definitely known for it. It didn't hit that high. And then immediately the bad guys come in because they want to steal the resources of this planet. And they in, in turn kind of destroy this planet in Kamala to keep the villains from getting this ne- second mega band jettisons, the mission pulls them out of it. Quantum band and the quantum, quantum bands. Band. And then, the sequence that 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 follows where the three characters are saying oh my god like we just let that planet to die is kind of like thrown under the rug with a couple jokes and some hugs and i'm like this is a major moment for kamala to realize the severity of what yeah. she just did to possibly go back and try and rescue and in ultimately when the movie ended i found myself wishing that that storyline and what the hell happened to this to this water planet in this prince Played by the dude from from uh, Parasite, who's an amazing actor, super mega mm-hmm. famous, this Korean actor. They're just kind of ignored and left yeah. in this like, huge act, this never okay. talked to. And, the end credit yeah. music, the end credit sequence, the, the, the should have been another musical number to, during the credit sequence to show you that this planet, albeit damaged by the actions of the villains, 
was still alive and that I it's okay. I think the I, end credit music, musical music should have been the, a musical number. And I think we would have left the theater being really happy to see these characters I, I, again I and have a resolution. Some um, of these sequences the way, did not feel resolved. And before that, you know, we, we, get, we get this scroll planet and it's, they say it's Tarnax, which is, you know, in the comics, Tarnax 4, it was actually the, the scroll throne world, homeworld, yeah. which was destroyed by Galactus. So here we get this this new this other scroll homeworld that's getting destroyed. Um, you know, and I thought in Secret Invasion the, the, the scroll didn't have a place to go. So exactly. So here's the problem for me. <laughs> I, this movie was originally supposed to come out before Secret Invasion. Okay. But there's no the way they pivot that is they just make no reference whatsoever. Hmm. Um, as, as much posts as was put in the movie, as much reshoots as was put in this movie, you thought that something like that could have been addressed. Yeah, they make in Secret Invasion, they were absolutely adamant and at fury, and they never managed to get them a home world. Nothing, they've just been so terrible, and they're sitting there on Earth and nothing else. And then this, they have a whole fucking planet, mm-hmm. huh? I'm like, did I miss something? And yeah. then here's this movie, and after Secret Invasion, you're telling me that Valkyrie's going to come and take a bunch of them and bring them to Asgard on Earth? Yeah. Does that yeah, make so they're sense? Yes, I mean, they're going back to Earth. <laughs> the lack of continuity was appalling. Oh, don't, don't take just, it that far, Rian. There's dude, plenty of things to be appalled no for. There's no reference whatsoever. <laughs> there's no reference from what's going on in the world. With, you know, that, I mean, literally, at the end of Secret Invasion, it's like, we're at war, we're going to kill all aliens, all that. Kamala's <laughs> parents don't acknowledge it. You know, they crash down into New York. No one, it's fine. <laughs> it's not really, it's just, it's not even acknowledged. Where, where's the president? None of it. We have, like, a, a, a hell-bent president at the end of Secret Invasion who wants to kill all the aliens, so Nick Fury <laughs> has to get the hell off the planet. To say nothing of where's his wife. Yeah. I mean, what what the hell is going on? I wanted to see the Super Scroll come back. There, for all the conversation about people feeling like, oh, the all these Marvel things and all the shows and you got to do homework. Well, actually, it turns out you really don't because it doesn't freaking matter. <laughs> it was good Honestly, to see Valkyrie I, again, though. Dude, yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying I'm frustrated. Like, you know, you remember I was frustrated with, with Multiverse of Madness was like, if you didn't see WandaVision, you don't get it. But if you did see sure. WandaVision, there's no point in that movie. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I I come back. I'm like I'm like, what the hell are they doing at Marvel? Right. With the MCU, do they have any idea? Does anyone talk to anyone? I mean, literally, I'm like, I know. Oh, everyone talks about. Oh my god, it's so many projects. I read more comics in a week <laughs> than Marvel <laughs> has going as far as the number of scripts. Okay, that it's so impossible to read the scripts before you shoot the fucking things. I'm just saying you are legitimately mad. I was pissed off. I'm like, how how do you make these mistakes? How does this happen? Is it really that difficult? I understand production. I'm somebody who almost like fought. I I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm kind of glad I didn't see the movie with you. I mean, I'm somebody who almost fought a 16 year old in the theater for filming the movie with their phone. But you're more mad than I ever been. Well, I'm just I'm bothered by like (laughs) what's going on with the fucking development. Like how how do how can they be that far off when they're supposed to tie in? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear Obviously, you, you have different writers, but you have, you, I mean, it's supposed to have cohesion. production. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So it, it's clunky, man. And, and very, I think very there, clunky. there were sequences that I had so much fun with in this movie, Geekscapist. There's, there's a so many things sequence. I really like. Don't get me wrong. This Flurkin sequence, are. Ian. The Flerkin sequence with the so Cats musical stuff is so much fun. Yes. And it felt like that was a movie that I felt like a sequence like that, the Flerkin sequence, especially because uh, it had so much CGI and, and previs was necessary. It felt like the movie they wanted to make. But then there are sequences around it that felt like the heavy reshoot sequences where I'm like, oh, this looks like Disney Plus or feels like it's a smaller scale sequence or storyline. I mean, pushed up against something that felt really grand and deserving of the Marvel big screen treatment. And that was frustrating for me that it felt inconsistent from one sequence to another. I have a question for you. So we see Nick Fury at the end of um, far from home on a space station with scrolls. Yes. Yes. Now here we are with the other thing and like, and they all look human, but then (laughs) one of them just happens to reference that he's like a few hundred years old. I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, So are these aliens? Look, I, I, what the fuck? I don't think that guy was a scroll. I think that guy was just some thing. I don't know what he was, but he's. <laughs> I don't know what he was. I, I, I don't know. And what about the, when did the bad this happen? Guy. Do we have? Do we? There's some. Is is there some you know inter you know planetary coalition now that we don't sure, know about? That Nick Fury like, is a, is tapped into. I, um, I, I don't get it. And and so the villain, I you know she's. She's a wonderful actress. I don't know the material, but I got to tell you, there's a sequence in this movie that I thought was really great. And it's a sequence where we actually finally get to see someone else's perspective on Captain Marvel destroying the Supreme Intelligence. And I thought that was an awesome sequence. It was something to know. You don't get it until later in the movie. By that point, you've kind of seen the villain doing villain things without the motivation and without the motivation, it doesn't. It also doesn't have a compelling propulsion system narratively, and so it suffers from the same issues we had in the first twenty minutes, where none of our three protagonists have this inner character propulsion to their story and why they want the things that they want, other than being stuck in a high plot situation and having to figure it out and get out. And it's just there's an underlying there's something underlying that I think a lot of Marvel characters have had up to this point, whether it's Thor's need for humility in the first Thor, whether it's cap stepping into his new responsibilities, you know, and Captain America. And obviously when Tony sees that missile with the Stark industries paint job on it, when he's in that cave and realizes, I think that kind of stuff is missing. Some of this Ian, I'm going to credit to some of the edit. There is a sequence at the end of this movie where, and it's a, it's. I think this is an awesome classic Mar- Marvel sequence, but it's not treated in the same way. It, it's set up to be a classic Marvel sequence in that Monica Rambeau is forced to restitch together a hole in reality between two universes. In doing so, she will find herself in the other universe, unable to get back. And Carol is racing to her to say to show that she shouldn't do this like stop save it like you can't do this you're going to be stuck right. in a different a multiverse a different universe and i think it's an awesome marvel hero sacrifice moment that we've seen it's beautiful 
Kamala doesn't witness it at all. Kamala is present in the scene in that she is on the spaceship watching these this stuff happen. At no point do we get a close-up shot of Kamala witnessing this stuff, which would have shown right, right. to a young teen character who's seeing everything as wide-eyed that actually yeah. being a hero involves sacrifice and being a hero involves... Then, then we see Kamala so, crying afterwards, but we should have We see Kamala crying any, ever, but at, at any yeah. point during that sequence, Ian, were you kind of yelling at the screen to show a close-up of Kamala witnessing this thing? I agree. Because... You're absolutely right. I couldn't believe it was that though that specific shot of Kamala was missing from that sequence. And it it's such a marvel sequence. It's such a wonderful sequence. It was such a nice yeah. way to end the movie. But for that omission, which is like that just feels like again, like we said earlier, a movie being cut to be shorter for artificial yeah. reasons that aren't story reasons at all. They're let's try and get these screenings yeah. stacked into a movie theater. And that's the I, you know, say what you will about making a bunch of stories not make sense and they're inconsistent with each other and this and that. Sometimes that's the, the burden of storytelling on a ma- major, like, factory level. What? The 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 stuff where you're just cutting something down to cut it down, like, this is what happens. Well, wait, I, I, I have another one for you. suffer and... in a big way, yeah. Yeah, I have another one for you, and I think I have the answer to it, but I don't really feel like it's truly on screen, which is... So Darben gets the second quantum band mm-hmm. and she's going to use the energy and, and Carol just says, Oh, it, it'll kill you. So I guess, I guess that's reason enough. She goes and she like turns to stone, but Kamala can just use it. No problem. And because, I mean, we kind of know from the Ms. Marvel story that, you know, because she's, you know, you know, from, you know, clandestine whatever else, you know, and she's destined for it, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But like, it's not really established. Why should it kill her? It, I don't understand how Carol has the information that it would I, kill I, I, you. I'm across the board, I don't bands. get it. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, that is something where if there is a sequence with the Supreme Intelligence or the prior Captain Marvel with the Net Bennings yeah. character, or this and that, like if there's a sequence where you have Marvell well, or the they, Supreme they Intelligence. They tell us that these things were used to, to, to create, you know, the, 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 the jump wormholes. Sure. Yeah, but, but who used them? Who used them and what capacity do they have? I think that's where you can absolutely have a flashback to Marvel or a flashback to the Supreme Intelligence telling you. That being yeah. said, the whole give Quasar. Give you Quasar, the whole destroyer storyline, or what it was called, the eradicator, or whatever they the annihilator. I thought that stuff was wonderful as well. I think that it could have been the opening of the film. Yeah. Or something to set yeah. up. I actually any really of these characters. I, I really liked no, I really like that they gave us that piece that what happened after the first Captain Marvel, but I loved agree it. with you. Yeah, I, I think that. that they could have cut that differently and put that at the beginning, and I think that might have worked much better. And shown, you, you could have opened with that. Well, that's the thing. If the movie had and a more seen serious this broken tone, character. you open with that, and you see Darben, and you see what happens with Darben because of it, and you go forward, and that's, in, that's, that's how you cut a movie. Yeah, you, know, you, you make have it, this, you have the drama, and now it's later. This horrific you know, and, perspective. We would have. I mean, it would have. It would have worked as a recap, in a sense, of Captain Marvel one, yeah. and we also would have gotten Darban's character motivation from this change in perspective, mm-hmm. and then in a slide cut or a dissolve, you finally see her on the surface of this planetoid, bringing up the other quantum band. And you know exactly what she's going to freaking do with it. She's putting a target on Captain Marvel. 
and this and that. But like, if if Darben is then targeting things that Captain Marvel cares about, you're not giving me a whole lot of evidence that she cared that much or about the scrolls that were refugees, that much about the water planet. When this stuff wasn't given much of a second thought once they were off screen, especially that water planet, that is like a glaring well, cut down to me. Well, let me let me say this. You know, I think that had they titled the movie Captain Marvel two, and then you open it that way, and they mm-hmm. felt for some reason in development they went, no, we're going to call it the Marvels. So then they had to make it lighter and do this, um, this you know, open it in this different way with each character doing where they are and all that. Because that's more interesting to me. That would have been more. It should have been Captain Marvel two, feature in, and these other two characters are in it. These other two characters, yeah. Ms. Marvel had a miniseries, and you know, and Tayona Paris's character Monica Rambeau was in Wandavision, but it was still Captain Marvel two. Yeah, you know, it it should have started with Carol and then had them enter enter Carol's story. I think that would. And as you said, it's the same mistake that they made. With, with Love and Thunder. It, this is a serious story that do, doesn't feel that serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and when, when you change the tone, it's sort of like, I don't, you know, okay. And by the way, that, yeah. even that, they changed the tone, they didn't even go back to it. It's just weird. Miss Marvel specifically should not be the same character at the end of this movie that she is at the beginning. I agree. You know, Miss um, Marvel's mother pulls out they're now in Louisiana. Their home's been destroyed by this what, what? first 20 minutes. Of wait, the movie. Wait, wait, sure, they're, they're, they're in You're about to say Monica Rambo's old home in Louisiana. Yeah, go ahead. Are they moving in or is Carol moving there? In, or did they, I don't understand what the hell's going on in that scene. I think, I think that, uh, I think that we have Miss Marvel's family moving in because her home's been destroyed with in Carol? Jersey City. They're moving in with somebody, but at one point, uh, sorry, you're breaking up. Okay, so Ian, and there's a local recording for this, so hopefully it it sticks when you geeks give us hear okay. it on the on the on the podcast feed. But um, there's a pretty funny little comedic number where Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel's kooky mom pulls out a a tray that we've seen before that has Captain Marvel and her prince on it. And Captain Marvel's like ready to get rid of it. And the mom's like, oh, this is a great plate. At no point does Captain Marvel go, oh, yeah, that's the guy in his race who your daughter like helped eradicate, <laughs> like, like helped sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The, the guy right there, that cute plate that you like has and the that- face of a man that your like daughter extinguished from the universe. <laughs> well, <laughs> what the and fuck? then the mother makes makes a comment to, 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 uh, to Kamala's brother about like, oh, this is a good house to raise a family. And I'm like, is she trying to set him up with, with Captain Marvel? Because doesn't he have a wife? Yeah, the marriage was a pretty big part of Miss Marvel at one point. Um, but in this, the, there's a slight reference when he's doing the recording when they were going up to the Sabre station. It's like implied that he's talking at her, but I, I don't know. And that's yeah, the thing. Like, why wife, were they yeah, there? Yeah. It, listen, no, it's clear that it's Carol moving in there and she's just going to watch the place for Monica till she comes back. So I don't get it. Are, are, is it they supposed all to be that? <laughs> I, I think they're helping her move in, but she doesn't have anything. So I don't even know why she'd need help. And, <laughs> she has and, and that this whole family plate. just going to go down to Louisiana? I, I don't she get has it. That royal platter. I, it kind of changes the sense that like Miss Marvel is the protector of Jersey City when she's living out in the outskirts of Baton Rouge. 
I honestly don't know if, if you know, I, I don't think they were supposed to be moving in with her. I don't get it. <laughs> so, Ian. I don't know. Uh, before we get to the end credit scenes, where does this leave Fury? Because we know Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel are waiting for the return of Monica. But last time we see Fury, he's still in charge of like Deep Space Nine or whatever is going on over there. <laughs> this this I, I, alien precinct uh, in the sword ship above Earth, <laughs> which was destroyed, invasion, by the way. And, it was destroyed. Yeah. But the Remember it was destroyed? Invasion, they had to evacuate it? <laughs> right. I, I think. Well, no, I, but it didn't get completely destroyed. Right. I think they should have they had thought some it was crash- gonna, but then it's okay after I think. I, and, I think some of it should have crash landed on the celestial frozen in the ice at the top of the uh, earth. Yeah, right. Like some I, of it should have I think Firefox should have shown up at some I mean, point. Sky you know, Fox, Fury, Star Fox. Fury's like, I don't like the politics, so screw you guys. I'm going home out in space. I don't know. You can come and go whenever he feels like it. I don't more know. More so than more so Who's than running that? Marvel. I don't know. I think that more so than any Marvel release, this one had the most, like, like it felt like it had the most editing, just like taken on in the the movie and just turning it into something that else. This one felt very studio driven, and it's tough because I, I ultimately, guess. I'll tell you this: I think this movie had parts that were awesome. Um, I think that. I I had so much fun with the Flurkin sequence. I had so much fun with some of the characters. I had so much fun with a lot of this movie. And it's a shame that some of the pieces in the movie feel disjointed or inconsistent with the rest of the, of the quality we expect. Uh, and narratively, I mean, character-wise, I mean, because of so much interference going on that you can just feel in this movie. This more than any other felt like a very interfered with film. And uh, it's a shame because I think that it's a fun movie, and I think it's a movie people should see in theaters, especially since it leads to some things we've talked about a lot here on Geekscape. And I'm going to start talking about that first post credit scene where we see a really fun reenactment of Fury's first introduction from the post credit scene. In but Iron was it Man. a post credit scene? It wasn't that weird, too? Like it should have been a post credit scene? It was right scene, before the credits. Before the credits? I was like, that was weird. But what do we see, Ian? I thought it was weird that the the beginning of the movie didn't have the Marvels on it. I agree, but I'm saying, speaking of editing, I was like, this is a post-credits scene that they just put before the credits. (laughs) Well, what do we see? We see Kate Bishop coming home. We see Kate Bishop, finally. Yeah. Yeah, finally, because it's like... You were excited though, right? I loved that. And I I laughed immediately. I knew exactly what was happening. You know, but I was like... Kamala's sitting in the shadows doing her best Nick Fury recruitment. And you know we're getting the champions or Young Avengers, and it was so much fun to see those two be the beginnings of it. I thought that was a fun scene, man. Yeah, I thought was. I was. Down I loved with that. it. I, I loved was super it. I got excited. excited. But again, part of the problem is these things have taken so long to come out, and I know COVID and everything else. It's been two years since we saw Kate Bishop. Yeah, these are going to be the middle-aged Avengers, not the young. Seriously, she's going to be. Yeah, these are going to be the the middle. These are going to be thirty-two-year-old Avengers. I mean, we're gonna have Kate, yeah. I'm you sure know, they'll go uh, to champions, but still, you know, like it's what the hell. Yeah, the not so young Avengers. We're gonna have the two kids from Wanda Maximoff's two kids are gonna have like full beards by the time they show up on this series. You know what I mean? Um, who else is in the Young Avengers that are the champions? Uh, you, on this you'll stuff? have Eli, Isaiah Bradley's grandson Eli. 
Yeah, that we saw him. Stature from Ant Man three. But but we saw Winter Soldier in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. We saw Isaiah in that one. Yes. Okay. You got Stature, uh, Scott's Scott Lang's daughter. Okay. Right. We got those four in the MCU. I think there's a. We we had Amadeus (laughs) Cho's mother in Age of Ultron. And Amadeus Amadeus Cho becomes Braun. But, but Ian, what about like Scar? Didn't we see Scar and She Hulk? We got Scar and She Hulk, but we don't know if it counts. Okay. Uh, Who else did we get? Who else do we have? In this, um, is there any chance that like the the backup download of Vision in Wakanda comes back as some form of a Vision? I mean, we also have the White Vision. We just straight there. up for we straight up forgot about the backup of Wakanda of the Vision, didn't we? I know maybe you. Maybe yes, maybe no. No, maybe yes, maybe no. They, they, okay. they may because you know. So look, the White Vision came out of out what was left of the body, right? So he's yeah. out there, and that's there. So that's out there, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe that leads to, you know, the white vision become more like the original vision. We're not sure. Um, you already mentioned Speed and Wiccan sort of. Um, yeah, Speed and Wiccan kind of They could do a version of Hulkling. Um, you know, and I, I don't think they're ready to do Miles. You know, no. there's a world where the, the smart way to launch it, if they want that people to actually see that, put Peter in there. Yeah. yeah, put Peter. Yeah put tom holland in in a champions but that yeah, that price point starts getting a little crazy the champions immediately yeah. doesn't i mean that's a movie that's not a series and i feel like the champions no, or young yeah. avengers might actually feel like a series based on the fact that the two members currently are from a disney plus right. series no uh, as i'm saying you you want to launch yeah. that and honestly tom holland spider-man is miles's age mm-hmm. so because in the comics it's it's miles but that's what you do. It doesn't matter that he's been an Avenger stuff. You put him in champions because more he's more the right age for it. You know, um, that's how you launch that that movie. But okay. you know, again, should it be a movie? Do people care? What's the story? Why? You know? It works and- at the idea being that there's no Avengers right now and you do that, and I, I think that was probably the plan. Is it really gonna happen? I don't know. You know? Well- Jakey420 over there on Twitch says, was there any reference to Blade? No. I'm sorry, uh, Jakey. There was no reference to Blade in this movie, but let's talk about that second post credit scene, the one that made me yell, holy shit, in the theater and grab Justin and Heidi like a mom bracing her kid at a stop sign. You were that excited for the binary? When I saw the binary... Well, here's what I got, I got excited about is... You had the sacrifice of Monica Rambeau putting herself in an alternate universe. She seals herself off from what. So let, let, let's talk real quick about, about what, but, what, but what when you she wakes up, that was going to be. Well, when she wakes up. Before and she I wakes see, up. Stop. Uh, wait, wait, before Ian, you get you're, there. Chopping, you're chopping up on my end. Uh, go ahead. Because I didn't think anything before she woke up. I thought the movie was freaking. So, so, so there's a lot of possibilities. Okay? okay. First of all, I was thinking it could be the negative zone. So you have to remember right. something. You have and I do want to talk about the binary suit because that's why I got really excited about the binary suit. So, but let's talk about the Captain Marvel history first. You have these quantum bands, but you earlier in in this you referenced them as the nega bands, and there's a reason you did that because Marvel had nega bands. But the but the bands were just floating in space. I know, but I want to talk about. Well, no, because Kamala. Oh no, Kamala put them on. Kamala put them back on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes, but but here's the thing. 
in the comics, you had the negabands. The negabands were around, and the quantum bands are two, two separate things, even though they're, okay. they're similar. The negabands are the bands that, that Marvell had in the comics. And in them, he would hit them together because he and Rick Jones were cosmically entwined. And one of them would be in the negative zone and one would be in the, in the regular universe. And in fact, the very latest uh, Captain Marvel comic with Carol, they've just repeated that whole thing. They ju- just okay. came out a couple weeks ago. So and and they've done it. They did it with Janisville and Rick. Also, that they've done that before. So, but Geeks the point Gamers, is that has that, a similarity to the beginning of this film uh, with the in- entanglement. Exactly. The, the first twenty minutes of this movie and the that, switch in place. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that so, makes sense in this universe. Continue. So, so, so what that, are the quantum so that, bands? So, the quantum bands are the bands that Quasar has that are more are cosmically powered, and Quasar becomes a protector of the universe. That actually Marvel was before. And there's a whole cosmic entity, Eon, that, you know, is basically gives emissions with this cosmic awareness and it goes around doing things. Up so, until this point, I thought they were the same fucking thing. And I'm 44 yeah. years old and I've read these comics and I felt like the negabands and quantum bands were just Marvel writers not no. being consistent. No, no, not the same. They're, they're, they're actually different, like yeah, disco they're, they're, bands. They're, 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 yes, they're different bands. But they look the but same. The thing, they, and they're related, but but the, the point is that for me, because it's a Captain Marvel movie, I'm thinking is maybe she's in the negative zone, and that gets really exciting for me because of Fantastic Four, because negative zone is very similar to Fantastic Four. There's also the Cancerverse. There's Talk also the Cancerverse. So the Cancerverse was came out of a cosmic storyline where there was a crack in reality, mm-hmm. which seems very similar to what we see here. Yeah, and, and there's a whole alternate it, reality right? where where everyone's bad because basically it's similar but different to the zombie verse. It's basically everyone's been possessed and gone bad. You have evil Avengers there, but that's like the annihilation. So, Didn't that happen in in annihilation? It's after annihilation. That's okay. after annihilation. So and and in that, Richard Richard, Richard Ryder sacrificed himself, closing the rift and being stuck on the other end. That's so what again, I remember. I'm not pulling this out of nowhere. This is this is an Easter egg. This is a, a connection to it. You know? Richard Ryder, so what, what a, character is he? Nova. In and Nova, Nova could be in the Champions. Well, yes. Well, not that a Nova is Nova. in the Champions. A Nova yeah, exactly. Champions. So absolutely he could be. It's getting a little know? messy, but Geekscape is this, and, and, and this is why you, Ian thought he, it could be the Cancerverse, yes. And, and Richard Ryder Nova, when he was originally created, is young. He's also a teenager. He was sort okay. of like they were going for a very, you know, like flashback to you know, when Spider-Man started feel. But so he was Quasar around a long time. Sitting there. Sure. But, but so Richard Ryder as Nova was around a long time. So when they created Champions, they created, they created a different younger Nova, Sam Alexander, who was a champion. So, yes, okay. they could definitely bring in Richard Ryder as a, as a teenager or pretty young and have him be in Champions also. So he's definitely a possibility. So when Monica you know, Rambo so, wakes up, and guys, I want to reiterate the spoilers on this episode. If you don't want to know this stuff, stop listening. But like when Monica Rambeau wakes up, she sees her mother, who is dead in the six sixteen, but she's wearing and, and that played freaking, really well because we got that flashback, like including including the flashback to Carol and her having a conversation of you know it should have been you. It's like oh, I never wanted it. But it works now because in this universe, we've seen she's... Multiverse of Madness and we've seen a universe where she was, although 
Wanda Maximoff kills her. But now she's alive again. But we've seen that. In a Captain Marvel-like outfit, but it's a red and white binary outfit, which looked awesome. And that yes. got me super excited. But the whole binary and Captain Marvel character in the in the 80s, when she the binary story was going, going on, was a member of what book, Ian? So, so here's the thing. So Carol Danvers' history, that they actually do pull from a bit in both Captain Marvel and in this movie, this idea of amnesia. So... And I'm actually going to go a little bit of deep dive into him. We can get into okay. some potential Kang stuff here. Carol Danvers was Ms. Marvel because, you know, she had gotten crossed with the psychomagnetron and Marvel, who was the hero, Captain Marvel. Okay. Sure. In Captain Marvel, they did a version of that with Marvel, played by Annette Bening. They did a gender mm-hmm. swap there. And this time they made it more about the Tesseract, which is something else I want to talk about. Okay. okay. So basically, Captain Marvel is, is empowered basically by one of the Infinity Gems. Okay. So she's super powerful in terms of being, you know, you know, ha- having, you know, inf- Infinity Gem in, in, infused power, right? Specifically the Tesseract. Um, what's that? It's specifically the Tesseract or a different yes. gem? Okay. Wasn't it the Tesseract? Wouldn't that be the space one? Yeah, but is, isn't that yeah. the one that they have and then it gets, you know, then later they, they had it later? Yeah, well, the, the Red it. Skull, it sucks the Red Skull yeah, up into the, the Skull And then right. Captain Marvel, they got it. And that's how it mm-hmm. led into, the, in Captain Marvel, we find out how Fury had it. Okay. Continue. Right? Sure. So, so basically, so she's Ms. Marvel. She's an Avenger. She gets, in Avengers 200, basically, she apparently, like, gives birth to this guy, Marcus, who is Immortus' son. really... Gross geeks gave us, by the way. This is yeah, like a George, really this is like George Perez's last uh, issue uh, before yeah. he crossed the street to do Teen Titans. Yeah, it's one um, of his last issues. Yes, sorry, um, continue. But, um, so basically, um, it turns out that Marcus, who was born in limbo and is stuck there, pulled Carol there and seduced her, and they supposedly fell in love, and he used his science to impregnate her with himself so that he can now live in the real world. But then they, he grows up immediately and they're in love and they're going to go back to limbo and she's going to go with them. And she's so happy. And Wanda's so happy for her and everyone's so happy for her. And it's great. She's married off. And no That's one really says boo. Up. And next thing well, you know, Marvel retcon that, no, that shit. Well, I don't know if it's a retcon or if it was planned. But exactly, Marvel but definitely didn't you know, talk about that weird shit again. It, no. Yes, they do. In Avengers oh, annual no. 10, um, Avengers Annual 10 opens up with a body getting dumped into San Francisco Bay and you see Jessica Drew Spider-Woman rescues her and Chris Claremont wrote it and he had intended to have done a subsequent issues of Ms. Marvel, which was a book he was writing. The last couple of issues of Ms. Marvel didn't get published. They're published no, way terrible. later. Yeah. But in essence, so Mystique from Uncanny X-Men, Raven Darkholm, um, was a foe of Carol's, was actually introduced in Carol's book. And okay. basically Mystique sent Rogue to attack Carol. But you actually only get the aftermath of that in Avengers Annual 10, where Rogue basically attacks Carol, and apparently because of Carol's weird physiology, she fights so hard. Instead of being a temporary swap of powers, it becomes permanent, and it gives Carol amnesia, her. absorbs her, and throws her into the bay, basically straight up 
seem like it's going to kill her, but Spider-Woman saves her. And okay. Rogue then goes and attacks the Avengers, and there's a whole fight, whatever, they beat her, whatever else. But at the end, they go to save Carol, and Carol has amnesia, so she gets taken to the X-Men, to Charles Xavier, because he's going to help her get her mind back. And as he's helping her, um, basically she gets some memories back, and the Avengers come to see her, and she's like, it really doesn't even want to see them. And are like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, we left you and we thought you were so happy with that. And she's like, happy? He basically raped me. He used his signs to make me love him. I didn't love him. I didn't even know him. And you are supposed to be my friends. You're all like, oh, okay, great. Bye, see ya. And it's such this, like, like if it had been a man, it probably wouldn't have happened that way. But, oh, it's a woman, so she must want to just find love and get married and go off. It's totally not like her character at all. And that was so, her addressing Avengers 200. And being yeah. Like, that was really fucked up. Straight story. up and, saying, and like, how guys. the hell did you just let me just go like that? Anyway, mm-hmm. Carol at this point seemingly doesn't have powers. But she goes, so now she becomes a main character in the X-Men books. Initially, she doesn't have powers. They've established that she goes back with Wolverine from her spy days because she was in the CIA. Um, she gets taken with the X-Men by the Brood to Brood World. And the Brood are doing all kinds of experiments on her. And basically, she has this genetic potential that they unlock, and she becomes binary. Okay? And so binary is seemingly a different form than the the her Ms. Marvel powers, but she basically, like, it's like she has the power of, like, stars together. And mm-hmm. so, in this movie, when you see Carol actually go in to reignite the Hall of Sun, and she's fully on fire, it's very reminiscent of binary all, all powered up. Yeah, it was a cool sequence. So, so that... Um, that mid credit scene is a nod to Carol Danvers' time as binary with the X-Men. But it's not Monica. But it's, and Monica it, wakes but up it's, and it's her mom. It's Maria Rambeau. And she's binary. And she's wearing the binary, binary. suit. And wearing it's the binary great. Yes. And who's she talking to, Ian? Um, that would be Hank McCoy. She's Dr. talking Hank to McCoy. fucking Beast. And when I saw yeah. Beast on screen, I screamed. I was like, He's holy awesome. shit. Because we've been hinting at the X-Men for a while in the MCU, just small bits here and there. But now we have a founding but, but, but it's, but it's X-Men a, but it's a different, on but it's a different universe, though. I it's get it, universe. baby. It's the Fox-verse. So, so this is, well, it isn't, it isn't. So I this know. is my hope. So I've okay. been saying for many specials now that the right way to do it is it's, in, it's, it's smash it together. Maybe the X-Men version we get is that universe and it all only comes together after Secret, Secret War. War. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Secret War again, Geekscapus, and I said yeah. this, I think, in the Loki episode on Loki season two. The Secret Wars is Doom basically taking all the different realities and pushing them together into right. like that's a the perfect question. reality for him. Do you do rule. this with X-Men here and now do a completely separate X-Men in the 616 at the same time? How messy is that? Ian, I think, I mean, what's crazy is that of all characters, to clarify some of this, it's going to be Deadpool, I think. But if we get Hugh Jackman Wolverine in the MCU because of Deadpool, does he come from the one from the from the multiverse that this Hank McCoy is in at the end of the Marvel? We very well may get that, and we and 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 binary. And I'm sorry, um, well, are we calling a photon? Binary. Monica Rambeau might be in Deadpool three. Right. It might and, be the way she gets back. And Geeks gave us Hank straight up. She might get back Charles. in Deadpool three, maybe. You see the X Men doorway. You, she's in the basement of the X Mansion, and yeah. 
that's where Monica Rambeau is at the end of the Marvels. And it was fucking awesome. And yeah. you had Kelsey Grammer voiced Beast. Little little CGI, but like you got the but dude, you got That's Beast great. in the MCU now. And I loved it and I freaked out and I prayed that Ian, who's in multiple chats with people talking Hollywood and superheroes, I was praying you didn't have it spoiled for you. Did you have the same reaction I did? I literally yelled out holy I shit did. and yeah, grabbed was, the two I, people. I, 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 next yeah, I was so excited and I didn't have that. I didn't have a spoil. I knew there was someone in the mid credit scenes and it'd be exciting. And I, I knew it would relate to either FF or X Men. Really? You thought it was going to be one of the Fox properties? Yes, because the I one freaked. thing I had that I that was slightly spoiled was just that it was something we've been waiting for. I freaked out, buddy. I straight up flipped out. If people had known, would it have saved the box office in some respects for the Marvels? Well, in the same the way that, that the Phantom pe- people know now, right? So I don't know. Remember you know, when we'll the see. Phantom Menace? trailer came out it like helped some box office for some movies because he, you went yeah. to see the movie to watch the phantom menace trailer beforehand because the internet wasn't yeah. the internet the way it is today look you know um, with eternals they started releasing commercials with harry styles in it who knows mm-hmm. you know so ian we have the introduction of the x-men right here the direct x-men not like maybe. the hints with the Do little we? stinger maybe. maybe we listen we also had them in, in multiverse of madness so maybe yeah, well, yeah, know. you're right. We had we had Professor X and Multiverse of Madness. We have Hank McCoy here. So I, I I don't know. Is this is that is that the X movie we're getting, or are we getting a straight up six one six one? I don't know. I don't know. But I think you're right in that Secret Wars is a collapsing of these universes together, and and or can be. Yeah, can be. I don't think that we have X Men in the MC that we've known. I don't think we have the X-Men. I think that this is a, a multiverse thing and that the Fantastic Four, like remember Dr. Strange straight up talks about the Fantastic Four being lost in multiverse of madness. Like, like Dr. Strange knows about the Fantastic Four. They are well, part of history, but well, they're not present. It's not, in that, time. it's not, that line is debatable. If that's what he Talk meant, me or was he just line. making it? The line is more about, you know, it, it, that line sounds like he could be making a joke about just, you know, it sounds like a funny, you know, thing to say, or he could be referencing that they exist. You know, it's not in really past clear. history. Yeah. And had gone missing. Yeah. Well, Geekscape is, I got to tell you, I walked out of the theater like that was cool. And it just added again, it added to the fun that I thought this Marvel's movie was. And as much <laughs> like as this movie had some, you know, it just felt I, like I, it I was, was entertained, even though there was so many things wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm hopeful, man. Like all this, after all this talk for months about superhero fatigue and the Marvel brand and this and that, I thought that the two releases that we got over the weekend, the Loki season two's finale in this movie really made me excited to keep watching these films and like sharing them with the Geekscapists and talking about them with you, Ian. Like I was stoked. And like you said in our chat, you're anxious to talk about these movies with me. And dude, I was so stoked to talk about this stuff with you. Um, yeah. The knowledge that you give here on the on the show is so good. And Geekscape us if you appreciate it, let Ian know and uh, leave a review on the, the podcast or hang out in the Geekscape Forever group on Facebook where it's been pretty active recently. And maybe tell your friends about Geekscape and be like, oh, my God, this guy, Ian Kerner, he knows the ins and outs of these characters. And next time you go to the water cooler, Geekscape us and want to like share your Marvel knowledge. You just you're just reiterating Ian. That's what I do, and uh, Ian's a good resource. He helps all of us get a little bit smarter and appreciate these stories way better. 
Um, and that's what we like doing here on Geekscape. Um, Ian, I think next up we have a pretty fun movie. It's called Aquaman 2. And it's going to be badass. Is that not our next comic book release? I think so. I think so. Our next comic book release on a big screen it's or small not Craven. Is sadly not Craven, which would have come out last month. But I am craving that Craven. Um, I can't wait for it. Um, it's going to be fun. And I know that I have your wife on a panel for LA Comic Con, Ian. Yeah. Um, that's going to be fun. We have three panels. At least I have three panels uh, at Comic Con. I don't know about the main stage stuff yet. I don't know about that stuff yet. But um, we got LA Comic Con coming up in like two freaking weeks, man. I'm not ready for it. Jeez. But all that, that stuff. Means our birthdays are coming up in like two freaking weeks. Our birthdays are a day apart. Um, and Geekscape is just so much, including like we have a December 8th charity live stream here on the Geekscape network. There's just so freaking much going on with Geekscape right now, but I will try and break it down. Like Ian did the stories, uh, today, we'll try and break it down and parse it out. So you're in the right place for it. If you're on our YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch watching it live, that's a great place to be. Uh, or if you want to hear this stuff, broken down on your schedule on the Geekscape podcast feed. You're in the right place. Share it with your friends. Tell them about it. But um, do that deep dive on Carol Danvers and her relation with the X-Men and all that stuff is really valuable information. And plus, like, the difference between the mega band, the mega bands and the quantum bands. Like, I honestly, up until this point, thought they were the same thing, just treated by different writers differently. And uh, nope. they are two different kind of, like, cool disco wristbands in the marvel universe not to be confused with the ones luke cage wears when he has that silver tiara there's lots of cool silvery bands and gold bands that dudes wear in the marvel universe and they're important and now kamala khan has them in the mcu uh so cool man thanks for doing this with me man sure and uh geeks will catch you on the next one thanks so much peace everybody peace You're listening to the Geekscape Network.